around, everybody. I have an announcement to make. Tonight is a special night. We're all together because of three very special people. A plan? Yeah. Like, like, like the one to take the money back to the plane and we end up killing Stevenson? Or, or maybe the one where we tape Lou and two more people end up dead? Is that the sort of plan you're thinking of? Well, I've got a plan. I'm taking the money back right now. All of it. You know, Tom, intelligence doesn't threaten me. Stupidity does. Those were demons. That was a man. Why can't you see that? I had to protect our mission. There is no mission. That man is dead because of you. You see him? Look at him. He's dead because you have no faith. Do you understand what you made me do? You made me commit murder. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And uh, today we have uh, what I think is going to be kind of a sad yet celebratory episode. Does that sound right, Phil? I think you uh, nailed that one spot on. Yeah, so this is our uh, our mini episode where we are going to uh, pick our top five Bill Paxton film roles. As most of you probably know by now, Bill Paxton, uh, famous for his roles in movies, um, I mean, every kind of movie you can imagine. Uh, he passed away uh, pretty recently, and as Phil and I are both big fans of his, we wanted to sort of pay tribute. And so we decided to share our top five Bill Paxton roles, right, Phil? Yep, that's exactly it. He was... Uh... He's gone much too soon. I mean, he was only 61. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's sad. I mean, he didn't seem like the kind of actor, I know it was from complications of surgery, but he seemed like, a, you know, a healthy, vital, I didn't even realize he was in his 60s yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, for him to just, you know, be gone like that was, was uh, it, it hit hard. Uh, we don't want to be too sad, too maudlin. We want to pay tribute to his great career. Um, so why don't we jump into our picks then, Phil? Why don't you start off and give us your number five? Okay, I think there'll be some similarities in the list, probably. But, I would uh, imagine there's going to be some pretty strong overlap, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, though, but uh, my number five, a 1990 film, which isn't actually that good when you're a kid back then. It was, uh, well, how old was I? Well, 17, 18, well, teenager. It's one of those fun ones you watched. It is uh, 1990s Navy Seals. I love Navy Seals. Yeah. I yeah. Really good, yeah. Pick. good pick. Yeah. Cheesy action war on prisoner. Charlie Sheen, Michael Bean. Uh, Dennis Haysbert, and we had Bill Paxton. He, he hasn't got the biggest part in it, but he's one of the team of Navy SEALs, and he's uh, Floyd Dane, whose uh, nickname is God. He's the sniper guy up on the, you know, they just say, God, can you help me? And then phew, it all go, kicks off. But uh, it's just the way he's introduced, and, you know, he's the sniper. The sniper's always cool, aren't they? The one's off there doing, doing his thing. Uh, he's always sort of, not just because he's a sniper, he always seems a bit above all the others and what he's doing. He just, he knows that he's there to support them, take and take out the bad guys. But it was a great performance. He's one of the... It wasn't one of his silly, slimy, nutjob roles. He was just uh, playing a good soldier, and he did an amazing job. Whenever he was on, he just couldn't help but watch. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a film I have a real soft spot for. I know it's considered kind of this, you know, cheesy early 90s action film. Ooh, uh, Navy Seals. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's very in that kind of Michael Bay vein, but I, I really do enjoy that film. It's it's one of my, I guess you could call it a guilty pleasure. I don't really believe in guilty pleasures because I don't, I don't feel guilty for liking movies, but if, yeah, if I had yeah. to categorize it as that, it would certainly kind of be a, a, the type of film that falls into that category, and I, I, I really do love it. So good choice, good choice. 
Thank you. What about uh, what's your number five? All right, my number five might fall higher on other people's lists, but it is uh, he played Hank in 1998's A Simple Plan, starring Billy Bob Thornton and directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, and I, I like this movie. I know I saw a lot of people commenting on social media after he passed away saying, oh, got to go watch A Simple Plan. I love that movie. It's so good. I, I never I never liked The Simple Plan as much as I wanted to. I thought the trailer for it was excellent. Uh, the film itself I found wasn't as gripping as I wanted it to be, but he's terrific in it. It's, it's a really great performance, and I think that it came at a time in his career when certainly not that his career was hurting, but I think he sort of had this um, reputation for playing these sort of wild, crazy characters a little bit. So this was a nice, meaty, dramatic role. So I think he's great in it, even if I don't love the film itself all that much. Yeah, I feel the same way about that film. I thought the trailer was great, as you said, but the film itself I just uh, just didn't quite work for me. I'm not right. sure what was wrong with it, but it just yeah didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Okie doke. So my number four is uh, another 1990 film, actually, uh, Predator 2. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know lots of people don't like it, but I do. I really enjoy it. It's uh, I like oh, yeah. the Predator. Yeah, Predator in a different scene, you know, in the city going up against the street gangs and the police. And Bill Paxton plays Jerry Lambert, one of the police officers, well, detective, who uh, thinks he's God's gift to everything, but he's uh, he's just a guy doing a job. And when he's faced with a predator, you know, he, he tries his best. He does what, what any hero would do, but he's facing a predator, so it doesn't right. go well. No. But, uh, no. He does he does great things with this. Another, it's another small role. He's he's brilliant in these supporting roles. He just adds a bit of flavor to it all. Yeah, great choice. I I like Predator too. I think the problem with Predator two is that it's not the sequel to Predator. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And that's what people wanted was to see Arnold Schwarzenegger come back and is you know and this and that. So I think it's it's a film that struggles in the aftermath of this classic sci-fi action film. But I, I do enjoy it, and he's great in it. So good pick. Thank you. My number four is his role as Bill Harding in 1996's Twister, uh, starring Helen Hunt and directed by Jan DeBont. And it is uh, a starring role for him. He plays the main character. And I always loved Twister. I mean, I've I've always been fascinated by weather phenomena. I've always, you know, if you, you put on a documentary about volcanoes or hurricanes or tornadoes or <laughs> yeah, floods yeah. or you give me any disaster movie, I will watch it. I mean, I, I do love them. So Twister was going to be a movie I was going to like anyway, but I think he's great in the film. You know, I think he carries the movie really well for a guy who's not your traditional movie star, you know, type of guy, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, I think not- he, was the, he, was the, he was the perfect choice for that character. There wasn't he like an... Again, it was an ordinary guy doing this crazy thing. Right, but a little eccentric, yeah, yeah, kind of, a little bit obsessed. But he's he's not your typical leading man, like a George Clooney or a Brad Pitt type. But he he mm-hmm. really carries this movie well, and um, you know, it's a it's a special effects blockbuster. But I I think it does have a heart to it, and I think he was a big part of that. And it's it's just a movie that I, I really enjoy. And if it, if I come across it on TV, I'll I'll watch it. And I I just remember I had been a fan of his already at this point for a decade, uh, and this was sort of when he started to become more of a household name. And so it was kind of exciting to be like hey like look like bill paxton is like you know headlining and anchoring this big movie that then went on to become a massive hit so it's kind of nice to see that that his his acting kind of career get validated so to speak in that way yeah no it's it's funny that when there's there's an actor you know you know a supporting guy not many people know the guy's name but they always enjoy him when you when they finally make it big as it were it's a it's a nice little feeling right right exactly No, good choice. Uh, Twister, that's one of those films I'm never quite sure of whether I enjoy it or not. But I enjoy oh, it, but yeah. whether, whether I go... It's not one, as you said, whenever it comes on, you sit and watch. It's not one I do with that. Sure, I can understand Every that. time I've seen it, I've enjoyed it, but it's not one of the ones I seek out. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, well, my number three is... It's probably the first time I saw Bill Paxton. It is 1985's Weird Science. Right. 
he only has a very small part, but he plays uh, Chet, the brother of one of the characters, and he's an absolute sleazebag, douchebag, or whatever you want to call him. He's not, you know, he's typical older brother. He's an idiot. He steals the scene, every scene he's in, and it, it's not that many scenes, but I just remember he stood out from quite a, you know, a big thing anyway, because he was going up against, uh, it, he's going up against Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr., but Paxton takes it all away and then gets turned into a great big steaming pile of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that is pretty memorable for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's my number three. But, uh, very good pick. I, I have always enjoyed that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, my number three is 1995's Apollo 13, in which he played real-life astronaut Fred Hayes, directed uh, by Ron Howard, and of course starring Tom Hanks, who is you know the person that most people associate with that film. But but it's you know inside the capsule, it's Tom Hanks and Bill Paxton and Kevin Bacon, and and the three of them are, together are terrific. And you know that's a great movie. That's a movie that I love, and I, I, I really do think Ron Howard did an amazing job with it. But again, this is Bill Paxton sort of playing a more uh, normal kind of guy uh, in an extraordinary circumstance, and um, it's just. I think he's elevated by the material, but again, Bill Paxton was a great actor. So even though it's not one of his more outlandish roles, you know, it's it's when you have a film focusing on sort of this small group of characters, he really helped make that film what it was. I think he's a solid addition to any cast. He just makes the person he's playing a real person. R- right. Exactly. That's exactly it. Thank you for putting yeah. into words that I was struggling with. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so like uh, Tom exactly Hanks, he, he didn't have to do all the heavy lifting because he's surrounded by well, him and Kevin Bacon. So you know the. They're all equals on the screen. They can all act. They can all bring over the the, the emotions they need. So exactly. Thank you, Phil. Yeah. Uh, you you said it all much better than I could. So <laughs> that's my that's my number three. Well well said, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. My number two. It's also a film he directed. It's two thousand and one's Frailty. Very good. Which is a brilliant film. He plays a guy who at first you think is just a normal everyday guy, but then he has a vision to get an axe and get the demons out of people, which basically involves kidnapping them and killing them. Uh, he's the father of two kids, and it's, the film's basically showing what's the effect Not Quite Right Dad has on them and how how they develop and grow. But he's Bill Paxton. It's just, he's not, again, it's a supporting role. He's not the main character of it. He's, he's the, but he's the uh, the linchpin behind it all, what sets it all going. But it's because he's Bill Paxton. It just You see this guy who, on the outside, looks like an, a normal, everyday neighbor but uh inside he's just full of these these visions gone wrong and he just uh he deals with them the best he can well i do uh agree with your pick there phil in fact i agree with it so much it's also my number two. Oh, excellent thought thought it might be uh and i believe it was on my top 10 list when we did 2001 i believe it was in my in the mid- middle of my list there but yeah I, yeah i think that's right i really do love this movie and bill gets gets double points for this one because not only was he terrific in it and it's a really dark performance in a dark movie and it's so intense but he also directed the film and i, I think that you know he didn't really get a lot of attention for his directing he didn't do too much of it unfortunately but this film that he made where you know he directed Matthew McConaughey in a great role yeah. uh, before he was sort of kind of in this reconnaissance where he's become a great actor again. Uh, you know, he he really created this great film that that he was behind the camera for and in front of the camera for. So this one made it a little higher on my list, even though it's not one of his biggest roles, simply because he was so much more involved in its creation. Oh, yeah, it's everything you said. It's it's I'm surprised he didn't do more. He did the another one. He did the 2005's The Greatest Game Ever Played. Right, which was a 1913 U.S. open film starring Shia LaBeouf, which I actually liked. It's it's actually a pretty decent film. I've, I've not seen it. I'll have to watch it now though, because Bill Paxton directed it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. worth watching. I mean, I know it's Shia LaBeouf and everything, but it's actually a pretty good film. You know, it's a typical kind of sports movie. It's not the most surprising movie in the world, but it, but certainly if you're if you're interested in paying tribute to to Bill Paxton, it's it's worth watching. Okay, brilliant. So up to number one now. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to be on the same page for this one. But let's right. see. Let's you're see. right. It, it is 1998 uh, where you play Greg O'Hara and Mighty Joe, the remake of Mighty <laughs> Joe Young. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's obviously Ray O'Malley and Boxing Helena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, let, let's stop kidding around. It's, yeah. it's La La Land. No, sorry. It's Moonlight. No, I'm sorry. It's neither of those. He played every character in Moonlight, all three. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's obviously Aliens. Yeah, uh, Hudson and Aliens. Yes, that's that's my number pick, number one pick as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be most people's number one pick for Bill Paxton roles. I mean, everyone we've already said every film he's in, he does amazing things. He's been in a few stinkers of a film, but he's brilliant in in his role. Yeah, whatever he's playing. Yeah. But uh, Hudson, he just nails it. It's cowardly hero basically right get scared well he's not even a coward he just gets scared of seeing these things which are totally uh, pardon the pun alien to him right yeah and just losing it but uh it's a, we've said it all throughout but again it's a real person he's playing a real person in this terrifying moment of time right and you know i think i i toyed with not making this my number one film in terms of his his roles because i was trying to go with sort of like you know best acting performances and, yeah. and everything but you know, here's the thing, because you said a lot of people put this as their number one, and I think that's because Aliens is such a popular movie. But when I was looking at it, and the reason I decided to stick with it at number one is because it is a great performance. I, I think for a long yeah. time, because he did a similar character in Near Dark, uh, I think people thought that that was Bill Paxton. But I think when you got to know him later in his career and, and through interviews and stuff, he was actually a, a very thoughtful, quieter man. He wasn't this over-the-top, loud-mouth, kind of obnoxious guy. But I think people thought that that was really him for a long time yeah. because he's so good in the role of Hudson that you you yeah. you identify him with that character and you think that that's him. And when I thought about it that way and I realized that he's really the opposite of that character – that's when I really said this has to be number one because he did such a good job with it that he fooled people into thinking that that was really him for such a long time, you know. So yeah, I think I, that's I think a, he, a really great performance beyond being in a great movie. That's a that's a great explanation too. Yeah, because he's it is a huge legendary performance because he you totally buy into the character in this. As you said, he's a cocky kind of obnoxious guy, but then he he he's probably exactly what a colonial marine would be. Right. And then when they're faced with something they can't shoot, can't kill, they will fall to pieces, but then they'll still keep, you know, trying to get through it, even though they're getting this, you know, this terror, this stress coming through them. But he, and they deal with it the only way they can, by trying to crack more jokes and, and panicking a little bit. Right, right, right. I mean, I think it's he, a very human performance. Yeah. And like I said, you know, once I kind of looked at it and I realized what a great performance it actually is, it is great acting. You know, it's not just him playing himself. It, it had to be number one. So I'm sure, like you said, it will be for a lot of people. But I, I do think that it goes beyond just him happening to be in a great movie. And it's actually a great performance. Yes. Yes. And that's uh, so many other roles. But uh, that's Bill Paxton. That's our top five Bill Paxton roles. He, he will sadly be missed. And I mean this with great respect, but game over, man. Game over. I, you know what? And I think that he would take it that way. I don't, I don't think that... Yeah. You know, I know I saw that a lot on social media, people saying that, and some people were saying, hey, be respectful. But I think people are paying tribute. You know, it's not oh, about totally, yeah. Yeah. making a joke out of it. I think people really have 
an affection for Bill Paxton. I mean, he's been in so many iconic movies and played so many great roles. That and most of us, you know, he's been in movies since the '80s. A lot of us have, you know, grown up watching him. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it's it, that's how you, you pay tribute to him through his through his acting and through his roles and through his movies. So he was he was a great one, and it's sad to see him go. So, Bill, if you're listening, rest in peace. Yes, Bill Paxton, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, on that note, I think we will uh, let you go and, and maybe go watch a, a Bill Paxton movie or two, have a little marathon and pay tribute yourselves. Uh, feel free. We'd love to hear what your favorite roles of his were, especially if they're different from ours. So drop us a line on social media or whatever and and, and let us know what you thought of Bill Paxton. We, we were big fans of his and still are. Yeah, he's still got one more film, though, which he'd worked on, which is due out this year. That's The Circle, uh, where he stars alongside Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. All right. Well, next week we'll be back with something more cheerful. And uh, until that time, I am Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. I've got the films up now, so I can, if, when I forget the names of things, I can look <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you would say that, Phil. You never forget the names of things. No, no. cast members. Who are you again? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I I am uh, I am who am I? I'm La La Land. Oh no, I'm just <laughs> no. kidding. I'm I'm Moonlight. They feel sorry for the two of them though, being up there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel sorry for both of them. It was mm. crappy. I just you know I also feel sorry for you know me because I'm <laughs> really annoyed that. Mo- Did you see Moonlight? <laughs> I've not seen it. Yet. I think most people haven't seen it. No, no, they haven't. And you know it's not a bad film. You know the problem is when something like this happens when I rail against Moonlight is everyone thinks I hate it, and it's like I don't I don't hate Moonlight. It's a well made. Amazing performances, you know, great direction, good camera work. Made me want to beat myself in the head. Like, it's just a tough, tough film. And, like, and to me, you know, I, I know that there's more to movies than escapism, but that is always my sort of number one. And also the thing that bothers me, it's the same reason, you know, the art, I think we talked about this last week, the artist won it, deserved it for taking this. But it's the same reason I'm mad that Avatar lost to the Hurt Locker making. It's the same thing going back to Star Wars losing to Annie Hall. George Lucas revolutionized filmmaking. Annie Hall was a romantic comedy of the message, like what it does for film makes it this huge hit that people love and get people talking about. It's just, it's just frustrating to me. There there was no movies last year that I thought sort of like elevated film, the way it was shot and the way it was lit, like the lighting. I never noticed lighting in movies, but because it was beautiful, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. So anyway, rant over. No, that's true. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to keep doing these because people are going to die, you know. And, yeah, we've got to, you know, collect the full set. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying at some point, somebody else that we like is going oh, to Oh, we can cross this one off the list. Yay. <laughs> we could play uh, Celebrity Death Bingo. Yeah. We'll make that's it, the, you know, we'll make the, ulti- it's the ultimate Deadpool. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. It'd be like, I just need Justin Bieber and I've got a bingo. Yeah. Now be Clint Eastwood next. Oh yeah! Now you said that though, see, because he's old. You shouldn't pick somebody old. That's why I said Bieber. Oh yeah. Not that I would be all that. Never mind. But you <laughs> know, I'm just saying, like. Well, I, I didn't mean that Clint Eastwood. There's another Clint Eastwood around the world. <laughs> oh right, the uh, the cameraman. Yeah. In uh, in New Zealand, right? Yeah. Clint Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what accent that was. But I don't either. <laughs> we all we all know how good I am with accents. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, New Zealand, eh? <laughs> All right, let's jump into this then, since we already have like eight minutes of recording. We haven't started the show yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's a great pick, and it's uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, 
Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, but he gets... I'm sorry. Let me go back again. I'm going to do that again because I'm... I'm so, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 bl